0: Hey, this is Lauren Hargrove, co-pastor of Gravetop Church with the Revive Moms podcast. I hope this message makes a difference in your life and truly revives your soul. Enjoy. Um, today's message is called Guilt Trip. <laughs> Guilt Trip. And so um, I know I sent most of y'all a text out and y'all may have had a couple things come to mind personally when you thought about uh, the title, Guilt Trip. But let me just share a couple opening thoughts on really what we're talking about today. You know, what is it with moms and this constant guilt trip? You hear the common phrase mom guilt. What is that all about though? Why do we feel like we are the only ones who struggle in motherhood? Why do we feel all alone in this daily guilt? But yet all of us here say, I feel it too. Why do you, feel so guilty if you're literally doing the very best you can to love and raise your kids while putting all of your needs aside. Is this guilt justifiable or is it a straight up harassing lie of the enemy meant to discourage and distract us from the joys of motherhood? Whether you're a working mom or a stay-at-home mom, the guilt is there. Whether you're Uh, Kept it cool and patient all day today or yelled the guilt is there Whether you had one-on-one time with your kids or had a huge to-do list today the guilt remains Whether you are with your kids 24 7 this week or had one hour of you time to recharge the guilt still piles up but why do you think that this guilt is from God I believe as God was ministering to me this week and trying to encourage my soul that he wants to do the same for you. It's time to find freedom and peace again and throw out the heavy weights that guilt has piled on our shoulders. So that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, um... For me, you know, all of our um, motherhood journeys look completely different. All of us here are in different seasons of motherhood. Some of y'all have a newborn, some of y'all have uh, one kid, a teenager, a toddler, you know, whatever it looks like, and and it's different for all of us. But I have found that most of the moms that I talk to, no matter how their day's going, no matter how many kids they have, or what it looks like, there's just like this nagging feeling of guilt for whatever reason. You know and um, I really had been feeling that personally you know you know our story we have our three kids under three it's hectic I wake up saying okay we can do this it's gonna be a good day Um, we're gonna get through this I love my kids I I just hope everyone's happy and so I don't have to get you know frustrated (laughs) and then like you know two seconds into breakfast I'm like okay Lauren breathe breathe please eat your food like you're hungry you're cranky and the day begins right And so, and then after feeling and going through these moments of frustration, the guilt doesn't even give me five minutes to drink my coffee before I start feeling it, you know? And so what does that look like for you? Maybe you're here and you're like, I, I don't feel that way. I feel pretty good. I I, I don't feel guilty. Well, then that is great because I'm not saying you have to. And if you're guilt free, praise the Lord, (laughs) um, because that's not from God. And so today we're going to talk about three, three points, okay? Um, the first one is you're not enough. So stay tuned and you'll see why I'm saying that. But you are not enough. The second one, our job. And the third one, blameless. Okay, so let's talk about this first point that's kind of uh, rude. And it says you are not enough. Wait a second. What do you mean I'm not enough? It's the truth. God did not create you to be enough for your kids, or anyone really. We try so hard every day to be enough and to do enough for our kids to not only provide their basic needs, but to make them happy. But in the midst, there are meltdowns, tantrums, unexplained behaviors your kid isn't eating, disobedience, backtalk, yelling, crying, power struggles, sleepless nights, boo-boos, sicknesses, and whatever else life brings that day. When these things happen unexpectedly, we feel guilty for them, but yet they're out of our control. The things that are sometimes out of our control, we still feel guilty that we weren't able to fix it or make the situation better but what if these places where we felt weak and helpless and mothering our kids are the place or the places we are confused and don't know how to navigate through or maybe the areas we are praying for but we don't see the silver lining yet what if those were the places that God reveals himself through if we were enough for our kids then there would be no room for them to need Jesus. Our kids need Jesus just as much as we do. We can't be Jesus in their life, but we can be a present and genuine mom who loves them to the ability God has given us. So when you carry the burden that you have to be Jesus to your kids, that will leave you feeling constant guilt for not being enough. When you realize you are not enough, then you realize it's okay to be human. It's okay to let Jesus step in and be enough for your kids. It's okay to rely heavily on his grace to get you through each day rather than your mom's strength. Your kids are going to be just fine. You're not going to mess them up yes you're gonna make mistakes and that's okay you know we're so afraid to mess up our kids you know i got messed up when i was young you know my mom this and that and we blame our parents for some of our issues parents are not we're bound to have issues right so we blame them and we give them all the blame but a lot of times it's just life right and we're afraid to mess up our kids but stop wearing that fear stop feeling like you're gonna mess up your kids just because you yell at them to stop throwing cheerios on the floor it's frustrating. I know, you know, um, you're not going to mess them up. Jesus is big enough to handle your mistakes and to deal with your kid's heart. He is enough. He is enough. And so, you know, um, I, I feel like that says it clearly, but so many times we're trying to be all and do all. And we've talked about that before in our group. But we have to recognize and find freedom in the truth that we are not enough because we weren't created to be because he is enough, not only for us, but for our kids. So there is room for flaws. There is room for mistakes. There is room for imperfections. Are we all here trying our best to be on our a game 24 seven? Yes, but it's exhausting and it's almost impossible. It actually is impossible. And so, you know, with those thoughts on us not being enough, I'm going to share a couple of verses that kind of really say, Hey, yeah, that's, that's about right. Um, and in second Corinthians four, seven through 10, I have shared this verse before in some of our, um, in like one of our mom group messages, but God reminded me about it again today. Um, and I felt like it really pertained to this subject. So just listen in second Corinthians and it says, we now have this light shining in our hearts. But we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. So, you know, we are this weak thing that is easily broken, this clay jar that could be shattered in an instant. But yet God still chose when he could have chosen this this steel, I don't even know, something that's unbreakable <laughs> container, you know, and put his his treasure inside of that so nothing could ever mess it up. But he, no, he chose us just like these clay jars broken and fragile that could easily be broken and, and and not be trusted with him. But he chose us and he put his great treasure, his Holy Spirit within us. This makes it clear that the power that we have is from God and not ourselves. And then it goes on to say We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. For a mom, you know, you are so frustrated beyond belief because your kids keep fighting with each other and hitting each other, but you're not defeated. (laughs) You just keep moving on and make dinner, right? We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Or maybe, you know, you... You're hoping for another hour of sleep, but then you wake up 30 minutes later. Whatever it looks like, right? Through suffering, our body continues to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. And so this verse has so much power, but even just narrowing it down to motherhood, it's going to be hard. Like we're going to have troubles. We're going to have sorrows. We're going to be tired. We're going to be frustrated and overwhelmed, but it's not going to break us completely. And when we feel like that, it says, Jesus may be seen through us. Jesus is actually seen through the hardships that we encounter in life and even in motherhood. In Revelations twelve ten through 11, um, this verse says, Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has come at last salvation and power in the kingdom of God and the authority of, of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to earth, the one who accuses them before God day and night. And they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. So with this verse, what I'm narrowing, narrowing into is this point, the one who accuses them before God day and night, the accuser of the brothers and sisters. What is this talking about? This is talking about the devil, the enemy. He's literally, this is saying that he's like this big old tattletale going up to God day and night saying, have you seen, you know, Lauren, dude, she's like failing as a mom, dude. Like she yelled, like, I think twice today already. And like, why did you even make her a mom? She really sucks at this. And but really those are the thoughts that maybe I'm going through that day in my head because the mom gets piling up. I'm, I'm failing. I'm frustrated. I'm tired. And these voices go in our head constantly. But this verse is saying that the enemy is the one who brings accusing thoughts, not God. This verse goes on to continue to say that though the enemy may be accusing you, making you look at everything that you're not, all of our weaknesses and failures, God is like, um, okay, well, actually, they've overcome <laughs> Um, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, what does that mean by the blood of Jesus that he sees as righteous because of dying on the cross for us? Right. And, and by our testimony, the things that God has done in our life. And is even as a mother, when we declare that and speak, um, about these testimonies, it is like kicking the enemy in the face. And he's like, Oh snap. Like they have a testimony. Like God's done some, you know, I could go on and on about this verse, right? I don't want to get stuck here, but it's, My main point is when you have those accusing thoughts, those are not yours. Those are not God's. But that is the enemy trying to discourage and attack you and accuse you. But God says you have overcome. You're a powerful mom and it's okay. You don't have to accept those thoughts. Moving forward, I have two more scriptures on this point and then we'll move on to the next one. Romans 8.1 So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. You may have heard that verse before, but it's, it's literally saying like, you're feeling guilty. You're feeling condemned all the time. It's a heavy burden to bear on your shoulders, but it says there is no condemnation though. If you believe in Jesus and you're pursuing him and walking with him little by little, learning about him, growing in him, just wanting him in your life. It's saying that what he did for you, that you don't have to carry guilt anymore. It's not for you. And if you're carrying it, then it's not been given to you by God. And ending on this verse for that point, Psalms 22, 9 through 10. I know I have a lot of verses today, but I just feel like it, it really gives us insight on what we're talking about. And, and it says, Yet you brought me safely from my mother's womb and led me to trust you at my mother's breast. I was thrust into your arms at my birth. You have been my God from the moment I was born. I love this verse because it's showing us as moms that even before you can make a mistake, even before um, you could try your best but have a tough day, even before the mom guilt sets in, God is saying, but wait, I have already taught your child to trust in me from the moment it was born. I am not only your God but your child's God when you were nursing and caring for your child uh, putting your baby to sleep feeding your baby as a newborn it's saying that even there God it says led me to trust you God was is leading your child even now to trust him and so no you're not enough and God isn't telling you to be enough it's saying even as a baby and the years to come that that God is drawing your child to, to him so that he can be enough for them. And so you're not enough is what we talked about right now. And um, I hope that those verses really um, gave you um, clarity on what we're meaning when I say that you're not enough, but he is. I'm not enough, but he is. And, you know, moving on to our second point, Now that we know our job isn't to be Jesus, right? Our job isn't to do it all perfectly every day. Well, then what is our job? You know, you know, we're trying so hard, but what is my job as a mom, God? And so let's talk about that. So we know that it's not our job to be Jesus to our kids. It is impossible to be all they could ever need, even though we try. We have a job and Jesus has a job in this journey of parenting our children. When we realize this, we realize we are not alone in motherhood. Jesus is with us every step of the way and thousands, millions, billions of other moms are experiencing the same things you are. You're not crazy and your kids aren't those extra crazy ones. Every kid is crazy and every mom's crazy. Okay. (laughs) Or none of us are crazy. Look at it. However you like, right? But this job is hard, and it takes every ounce of your strength. But I believe that we can find balance, a bunch of grace, and a refreshed joy in motherhood if we surrender the guilt and focus on our job. You know, I'm sure many of you here have come to realize, whether you have a newborn, teenager, toddler, wherever you're at, that we can't control our kids entirely. We can't force them to do what we want them to do, even as young as one years old. When we say, eat your food, like you literally, there's a point where you just can't shove it in their mouth and make them eat it. Like they're gonna just look at you like, no, I'm not gonna do it, you know? Um, And that's challenging. We know it's important for them to eat well, to share, to be obedient, to sleep, to go to church maybe to listen to story time, learn whatever it is, but we literally can't force them. But I've realized that our job as a mom is not to control or force them to do things, but to direct them. You may be thinking, uh, uh-uh, uh, my kid's acting out. I'm going to was thinking they're going to do it. Yeah. Like I'm not talking about like, you know, going and jumping off the playground and getting hurt. Like you can grab your kid and tell them no, but I'm talking about the other things in life and, in Proverbs 22 6 it says direct your children unto the right path and when they're older They will not leave it and I feel like God gave me a new way of looking at this verse today I've heard it before, you know director kids. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Jesus, you know They're gonna love Jesus when they're older because I told them no like God showed me the word direct today And I and I imagine me saying okay here joy Jules little Homer go this way this is the way to treat people, this is the way to follow Christ, this is the way to have good manners. I'm showing them, I'm directing them onto the right the right path. But am I able to grab that child and force them every step of their life from now to their you know they're older? I can't force them. And those of y'all who may or know anyone who have older kids, like I think, you know, you can agree, like you really can't. It's in um, their will to decide but our jobs as mom is to show them and direct them we can show our kids the way to Jesus the way to have manners the way to learn the the um, to do many things by instruction and example what they do with that is their job and what they decide shouldn't cause us to feel guilty whether we have a toddler or teenager it's all about the same in my opinion they sometimes act very similar but direct your children and it will plant a seed of righteous living in their heart um moving on to the next verse um ephesians 6 10, one of my favorite verses i almost got a tattoo of it if you're for tattoos or against that's totally up to you but i like it um i thought it'd be cool but we'll see um, and it says finally be strong in the lord and his mighty power today for the first time i saw that as a mom and i was like oh okay god like In my motherhood season of my life you're right i need to be strong in you and your mighty power our job another part of our job is to be strong in christ and not our own ability as a mom remain humble and trust in his power motherhood could lead you to a whole new level of learning to trust jesus and to be strong in him before you're like yeah i trust jesus and my finances for my purpose My future, But now as a mom, you're like, dang, I trust Jesus to get me through today. (laughs) You know, I trust Jesus to give me strength today. If you weren't a believer before, motherhood could definitely lead you there. Motherhood could be challenging and help us realize within ourselves we can do nothing. But in Christ, we can be a better mom than we ever thought possible. So our job is to be strong. Another verse that gives us insight on what our job is like. Um, or what our job is to be Colossians 3 23 to 24 it says work willingly at whatever you do mom work whatever it looks like as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ again I saw this in a new light today Our job is to work with a willing heart, even in the practical duties of motherhood. We don't always feel like being mom today, but I know that our hearts are here. All of us, we're willing, we want to, but we don't always want to, if that makes sense. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves, even if others don't see our hard work, all the dishes, toys, diapers, car rides, school projects, cooking, homework, laundry, Or maybe our kids don't realize the blood, sweat, and tears we shed for them. Jesus does. The way that you mother your children honors Jesus. It is a form of worshiping him. And he will reward your hard work. So what is our job? It's to just work willingly, even on the hard days, and say, You know what, Jesus, this is for you. I will clean up this food on the ground that they threw for you, Jesus. My kids may have not liked the meal, but you appreciated my effort to take care of these children that you gave me. I know I use that example a lot. It's kind of like a big thing here that we're still working on, but there's many other examples, right? And the last one is uh, from this verse, Thessalonians 5, uh, 16 through 18, and it says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Is that always easy? I'll be the first one to say no. Whether you're a mom or not, it's not always easy to rejoice always, to pray continuously, to give thanks in all circumstances. Like, do you see my life? (laughs) You know, that's a joke. I love my life, but you get my point. It's not always easy, but that is God's will for us. And I believe when we do that, even when it's not easy, it works on our heart. It changes our heart. But going back to the last part of what is our job as our mom, our job is to pray. Prayer is a way to surrender what you cannot do to the one who can. Your prayers for your kids are so much more powerful than you'll ever realize. God hears each and every one of them, and your prayers literally save your kid's life. So as a mom, surrender your worries and concerns to Jesus and pray for your children. Prayers doesn't mean you have to go in the closet for five hours while your kids are watching Cocoa Melon because you just need to pray that day. No it could look like while you're driving or while you're washing dishes like God bless my child <laughs> you know God protect them God this that whatever's on your heart as a mom. But you know ending the second point our job our job is so much yes our job is not to be Jesus though but a couple things we said our job is to direct them. Our job is to be strong. Our job is to work willingly. And our job is to pray. That is what it is. Not to be Jesus. And now ending um, today on this last point. Blameless. Blameless. Now that we kicked this whole mom guilt out of our lives. I hope that we all can just really at least have one day tomorrow guilt free. But um, I'm praying and hoping for years to come. But let's talk about the hidden guilt hindering your relationship with Christ. Whoa, we just got deep, right? We're going personal right now. But what is that in between you and Christ? What is causing you to feel a wall between you and Jesus? Is the mom guilt creeping into your relationship with Christ affecting it? Is your past making you feel unworthy? Is your current battle with certain sins causing you to be afraid to approach God? Or is it because you haven't, in your opinion, spent enough time with Jesus and you think he's mad at you? It can be so many things, but again, the guilt is not from God. But it's from the enemy trying to do what he does best, distance you from Christ. The guilt is a distraction and a lie but God is greater than our guilt. If you ask for forgiveness, he forgives. He doesn't remember your past, your sins, your mistakes, and your not doing enoughs, or whatever is on your list. As you receive his forgiveness, mercy, and grace, he sees you blameless. Let this be your new reality. Let this truth lead you to a new place of freedom. Begin to enjoy your relationship with Jesus again and embrace a guilt-free walk with Him. And I think as Christians, you know, I have found myself in all seasons of my walk with Jesus where I feel and believe this and you can feel the freedom. You like naturally want to talk to Jesus and pray and be with Him. But when you have some weird guilt wedges in between you and Jesus and sometimes you don't even know what it is, it hinders your walk with him. You don't feel free. You don't feel at peace and it makes it hard to enjoy him. But Jesus doesn't want our relationship with him to just be all these rules and obligations. He wants to enjoy time with you as you enjoy time with him, just like you enjoy time with your kids and they enjoy time with you. Take your kids to the Jew. Hey, this is fun. They're having fun. I'm having fun. Everything's cool. We're talking. We have a relationship. We enjoy time together. The same with Jesus, he wants us to enjoy time with him and not feel like we have to walk on eggshells around him and we have to be perfect around him. He says we're blameless. And with that um, being said, I'm going to share just three verses and then we'll close. First um, John three twenty, it says, even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings and he knows everything. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence and we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him. And this verse is so powerful because it's saying like it's even identifying this guilt as a feeling that we have and God is bigger than that. And when you feel guilty, it's saying, yeah, you don't feel confident to go to Jesus. But when we throw this guilt out, when we receive forgiveness and we begin to follow Jesus and say, God, have your way in me. I want more of you. I'm not perfect. Do what you got to do in my heart. Let's have a relationship. Then we can be confident in our relationship with him. In Hebrews four fifteen through 16, it says, This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. He gets us. For he faced all the same testings we do Yet he didn't sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy. And we will find grace to help us when we need it most. I mean, isn't that a beautiful verse? Like in so many ways. Like he understands us. He knows we're weak at times and he's got our back. He's saying throw all that out, come boldly. I'm gracious. You can find mercy. I will help you. Do you feel like that with God? Or do you feel like you can't approach Him? Do you feel like He's mad at you? Do you feel like He just wants to tell you all the things you did wrong when you approach Him? Well, that's not true because this verse says otherwise. And ending on Colossians one twenty two, it says, Yet now He has reconciled you to Himself through the death of Christ and His physical body. As a result, He has brought you Into his own presence and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault I'm gonna read that one more time because that one gets me yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in the physical body as a result of what Jesus did for you he has brought you into his presence and you are holy and blameless without a single fault and so what does that make you feel when you hear that verse does that feel true to you or does that feel like something you haven't ever felt before to know that God sees you blameless when you're standing before him that he's bringing you to him and he wants you and Jesus made a way for you to be with him and so um you know right now we really we ended on talking about blameless Not just about mom guilt, but about the guilt that the enemy tries to put between us and God. And today I want us to find freedom just like God was trying to give me freedom in this whole mom guilt thing and then even between us and Jesus because that's really at the end of the day what matters most. Our relationship with him. And so I really hope this spoke to you today um, as God spoke to me this week and ministered to me and encouraged me. And again, I always share with y'all that this mom's group isn't a mom's group where I come on here. I'm like, Hey guys, like, um, here's mom tips for today. I really got it all figured out. Um, this is how you, um, become a good mom. Here you go. No, this group is for us to come together and say, Hey, like motherhood is great, but it's also hard. Let's talk about real life. Let's be there for each other and let's find, you know, encouragement and strength in God's word because we need it. And so this is a group where we can be real and raw and do life together. And so um, with that being said, we're going to close this message. I hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love to connect with you. Follow Revive Moms on Instagram and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If Revive Moms has been life-giving to you, then we'd love to connect with you as a church family. To learn more about Gravetop Church, visit gravetop.com or follow us on social media at Gravetop Church. Thanks for listening.